Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 561. We'll look at Romans chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. Let's read our passage. Welcome anyone who is weak in faith, but don't argue about disputed matters. One person believes that he may eat anything, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. One who eats must not look down on one who does not eat. And one who does not eat must not judge one who does, because God has accepted him. Who are you to judge another household servant? Before his own Lord he stands or falls, and he will stand because the Lord is able to make him stand. One person judges one day to be more important than another day. Someone else judges every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. Whoever observes the day observes it for the honor of the Lord. Whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. And whoever does not eat, it is for the Lord that he does not eat it, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself, and no one dies for himself. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and returned to life for this, that he might be Lord over both the dead and the living. But you, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul is in Corinth on his third missionary journey, and his intention is to go to Jerusalem with the collection, then go to Rome. He's providing this letter in advance to provide a theology of the gospel. We're in the section which began in chapter 12, where he said to present your bodies as living sacrifices. And now he's laying out what that looks like. He gave a, a series of general moral maxims to live by. And the section here in chapter 14 is seems to be reviewing the disagreement between the Jews and the Gentiles in the Roman church. But the core issue is really the idea of unity. The threat to unity is the basis of it is probably the disagreement between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians in the church in Rome. The problem is not just who's theologically correct, but their attitude about how they deal with one another with this underlying disagreement. So the challenge is unity. And so Paul's providing this section here to, to deal with their attitude at how they view one another. This section in chapter 14 here, verses 1 through 12, is really divided into three sections. Verses 1 through 3, and then the last part, 10 through 12, really say the same thing. And that's the main point, is that the strong are not to despise the weak and the weak are not to judge the strong. And in the center section, verses 4 through 9, it's the theological foundation for that, that every Christian is a servant to the Lord and answers to him and him alone. So let's dive into it, this first section in chapter 14. Verse 1, he says, Welcome anyone who is weak in faith, but don't argue about disputed matters. We'll begin with the word welcome. To welcome someone is stronger than tolerate them. He's not saying put up with each other, just get along. 
for the sake of getting along. He's saying welcome, which actually implies there's some motivation to really accept this person as a fellow believer, as a brother or sister in Christ, and to make them part of your community. So welcome them. And he says, welcome anyone who's weak in faith. He's addressing two groups of people, the strong and the weak. You have to kind of decipher it because he didn't spell it out exactly, but it's easy enough to see through the context here. Is uh, The issue is, how do you view the Mosaic Law? How do you view some of the issues of following the Jewish rules, such as the dietary rules and the calendar rules? Most of the Gentiles have said, well, we don't have to follow those rules. Well, many of the Jewish Christians are still stuck in that, and they're uh, reticent to, to let go of these Jewish rules that have been drilled into them since childhood. And so the strong that Paul is addressing probably are the Gentiles, that they realize that they're not bound to these Jewish rules. The weak are probably generally the Jewish Christians, and they're struggling with this idea of letting go of these things that have been held dearly for so long. And he addresses the strong first, because as we had said earlier, the, the church was probably primarily comprised of Gentile believers. And they're the ones he needs to really get on board with this to welcome those who are weak. So he's saying basically, okay, you Gentile believers that don't feel you're bound by the Jewish rules, welcome the Jewish Christians who are still struggling with those Jewish rules. So he says, don't argue about disputed matters. So don't make this disagreement the main thing. Make your Christian fellowship the main thing. Don't welcome them for the sake of just bringing them in to bash them about their clinging to these Jewish rules. Instead, welcome them as brothers and sisters. And don't make this a big argument. He continues in verse 2, one person believes he may eat anything, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. All right, what's this all about? Well, the Jewish person is raised with this mindset that you must maintain kosher requirements with your food. And you go buy meat in the market, you don't know where that meat has been. That is, it might have been part of a sacrifice at a pagan temple. And, and the last thing you want to do is bring that stuff home and eat it because it's been defiled. So many of the Jewish people living in these Gentile environments became vegetarians because you, you dare not bring home meat that might have been part of some kind of pagan sacrifice. You just didn't do that. And so because of the fear of violating the kosher rules, they essentially became vegetarians, not because they didn't like meat, but because they couldn't get kosher meat that had been properly prepared. And so if you can't get it, you become a vegetarian. So that's what you're referring to here is the, the Jewish people who didn't eat any meat for fear that they might get non-kosher meat. So one person believes he may eat anything because he knows doesn't matter where the meat has been from a religious perspective, while the other eats only vegetables. Verse 3, one who eats must not look down on one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat must not judge the one who does, because God has accepted him. 
He's challenging both groups here. Okay, the one who feels free to eat the meat because it doesn't matter where it comes from, don't go looking down on the Jewish person who is afraid to do that. Similarly, his challenge to the Jewish person is don't be judging the Gentile who says it's okay to eat the meat. Well, one says look down on saying you're weak in faith. The other's judging saying you're violating God's rules. He said don't do that. Verse 4, this is getting into the middle section with the theological foundation for all of it. Who are you to judge another's household servant? Before his own Lord he stands or falls, and he will stand because the Lord is able to make him stand. All right, the point there is, each of these brothers and sisters in Christ reports to God, and it's not up to you to judge how they are doing that. Now, we got to be careful that we don't use this as an excuse to I can do what I want to do, and nobody can tell me differently. He's talking specifically about following the Jewish rules. He's speaking specifically to a mixed Gentile Jewish church who are having issues with how do you or do you follow the Jewish rules. That's the context. Not, I can choose to do whatever I want to do, and nobody can say otherwise. Remember 1 Corinthians, Paul said, and the man is committing a sin that even the Gentiles don't approve of. Throw the bum out of the church. So he's not saying everyone can make up their own rules here. Verse 5. One person judges one day to be more important than another day. Someone else judges every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. The point here is following the Jewish calendar, observing the Sabbath, and observing the Jewish festivals. So for the Jewish person, he says, if you want to do that, do that. For the Gentile person, you don't have to do that. His point is, get along with each other. Verse 6, whoever observes the day, observes it for the honor of the Lord. Whoever eats, eats for the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. And whoever does not eat, it is for the Lord that he does not eat it. And he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for himself. No one dies for himself. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and returned to life for this, that he might be Lord over both the living and the dead. All right, all this is to say, each of you guys are trying to honor the Lord in how you live. For the Gentile, he's thankful he's not under the bounds of having to follow these Jewish rules, dietary rules and calendar rules. And, and he does that with a thankfulness of his freedom in Christ. For the Jewish person who still feels he needs to follow these rules, he's doing those to honor the Lord. And Paul's saying, don't be at each other's throats over this. Don't be looking down on each other. Don't be judging each other. Both of you are trying to honor the Lord. So get along and honor the Lord. Now verse 10, this is into the repeat then of the main section. But you, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother or sister? So he's using the terms he'd used before, where the strong are despising the weak, and the weak are judging the strong. For we all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, and here he's quoting from Isaiah 45, 23, As I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow to me, and every tongue will give praise to God. Point there, God saying, I will judge these things. Verse 12, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. 
So don't go beyond the context. The context here is this mixed Gentile and Jewish church that Paul is trying to get to come together, that they're each trying to honor the Lord, but they're having a disagreement over, do you have to follow these Jewish rules? And Paul's saying, don't be looking down on the ones who say you do, and don't be judging the ones that say you don't. So to take bits beyond this to an idea of, I determine my own morality, that would be a huge mistake there. This is, do you have to follow the dietary rules of the Mosaic Law? Do you have to follow the calendar rules of the Mosaic Law? And the Gentiles have clearly latched on to the idea, no, no, you don't. And Paul's talked about that earlier, where many of the Jews are saying, well, we're still Jews. We're, we're supposed to do these things. And, and they're, they're struggling with that concept of things. And Paul is saying, basically, get along with each other, love each other, jointly love the Lord, follow the Lord, honor the Lord, and don't make this a big deal between you. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through Romans.